Well, probably like the beginning, beginning was like when I was a kid and just really feeling super connected to the spiritual world and very much finding it in nature and having a really active imagination and a pretty sensitive, intuitive personality and and then waking up decades later just knowing how far away from that I had gotten and how difficult it seemed to get it back and missing it a lot. And so I think at that point I probably started talking to people about experiences they'd had that felt that felt more spiritual in nature in ways that they had had gotten gotten those experiences and it came up during that they said, oh, well, you know, I've felt that before when I've done ayahuasca ceremonies. then a friend of mine moved here and she and I were starting to get to know each other and she brought up the fact that she she knows someone that leads ceremonies in it and was kind of describing him to me as a person and just you know he was really creative and down to earth but had been doing this for years that his family had been doing this for years and she herself had never done it before and she also wasn't how to say this like she's not in that world for the cool factor like that's not she doesn't run in those circles but she just knows this person like as a a really good friend that that does it and so that in a way I think made me more interested in pursuing pursuing it with with him it didn't feel as vain of an experience in a way that's maybe not the right word to use but it felt I felt like I could I could go and I could do it and there was not going to be this expectation that I had just had this experience that was going to like up my social status and game you weren't going to post it to Instagram. I wasn't going to post it to Instagram. <laughs> um, whereas the other times that I had kind of heard about it existing, it was like very much in this, there's this cool new thing out there that we're all trying and we're going to catch some spirituality in the process. Yeah. I can be, and maybe not rightly so, but I can be pretty judgmental if I feel like someone's intentions behind something are shallow. 
and maybe just because it's something that I would hope people experience really deeply and not to say that once they do that their experience is any different because I think that in and of itself the ceremony has a power beyond you know expectations of of anyone but it was definitely I was only I was only willing to engage with it in certain ways and not not others sent an email out saying here's kind of when the ceremony is going to happen and here's how to prepare for it which I I really liked it because I got so much personality in the email from the guy that was running it you know and he was just really down to earth and really just like you know the week leading up to it you really need to treat your body very well don't drink alcohol, no processed foods. If you are a smoker, avoid cigarettes with additives in them, you know, or just don't smoke. But he he addressed the physical component of it, but he was also like, you know, you really also need to prepare your mind for this. He's like, the energy that you bring into the circle will be really strong at some point. You need to start getting in touch with the part of your mind that can, the part of your mind that, will help you um, and not hurt you and what the ceremony can do is really connect you to your inner strength of will so the way that you prepare your body you also really need to be preparing your mind and really getting in touch with what is making you feel good the week leading up to it and what is not making you feel good leading up to it and how you interact with those things is really important and it also said if you're struggling with addictions of any kind, that's really good for me to know because we can help with that and work on it. And it was kind of crazy because I'm reading this email and I'm like, it sounds like this is not, it's like too good to be true or something's like, it's just gonna like fix all these things. It. It, it does it does something completely inexplicable to you. I, I firmly believe that after having taken the medicine before that really all I have to do is call upon it to help me even if I'm not sitting in ceremony and it will. Once you start to cleanse yourself of those things in your body, your mind, mine at least, like starts to release in ways that it normally doesn't release, right? I'm not suppressing or kind of numbing myself to things anymore when I stop doing those things. And so part of it was just acknowledging that a lot of that stuff was coming up and, and sitting with it. 
doing a lot of meditation the week before just to kind of get a gauge of where my mind was. Not a judgment on it, but just an understanding. And really identifying some things that were still hurting me and some things that I had lost about myself that I wanted to kind of get back to. I had come from this part of my life, you know, up until... Up until I did ayahuasca for the first time, I had been in kind of like this two-year just uber depression and funk and had really been just struggling and flailing. And and part of it was because I was, I was letting go of all of these behaviors from my past that made me so much more interested in being really liked and really charming. And I was starting to get more in touch with what... I wanted, but that was also kind of rewriting my identity in a lot of ways. Going into it, I was kind of scared, you know? I mean, I'd heard all these stories about people being, kind of having negative experiences with it, and I mean, that wasn't the case for me, but I also could see it was very overwhelming and that some of it was just hard to explain. Can you describe how you felt? emotionally or otherwise, day of, or going into it? Yeah. Well, I went by myself, and I didn't know anybody else there. I'd never met the person that was leading it. I had just been put in touch with him via email by my friend. And I felt... I felt nervous, but I also anxious a little bit and I had a lot of ego going into it when I got there like I didn't know who to talk to and who not to talk to and I joined for the second day and everyone that was there the second day had been there the first day so they were kind of still feeling the effects of it from the night before and I didn't want to go in and and so I just kind of like hung out and tried to see how comfortable I could make myself in the situation. And I remember it started to get late, people were waking back up and we were getting the altar ready again, like setting up the circle. And the guy leading the ceremony comes in and was just like, you know, welcome and like by the end of the night you'll know these people in a way that you couldn't even imagine, right? And I was just like, what's gonna happen?
yeah, I was just, I was just curious. I, it was also, it felt really nice because I, I like to experience things like kind of by myself in group settings, but part of what I can really dislike, especially about, this is not a drug, I don't think. I think that it is some serious fucking medicine teaching shit from the earth. I don't know what to call it. It's not a drug, but it, it's a substance, right? And oftentimes what I can dislike about substances is that like they're so social that they're recreational and that like you do it to kind of share this like crazy experience with other people that seems kind of fake to me a lot of times because you're like well we're, we're creating this for ourselves or whatever and this was much more focused on like being being the group was there to support you through um, and you were there to support the others in the room, but it was also like super clear that this was going to be an individual experience. Yeah, I think there's something about that with these type of mysterious experiences is that you kind of have to be alone, or mm-hmm. it happens to you alone, even in groups. Yeah, it just, it was really clear to me that it would be kind of preposterous to think that anyone in that room was going to have the same experience, even though we were all there together doing the exact same thing. It was, it was, it was totally noted up front and many times that you're going to go through your own with this. And we'll learn some things about each other in the process and we'll be able to relate to each other differently on the other side, but... Yeah. Yeah. Because they start to... I mean, this particular ceremony, they play a lot of music. That's cool. What kind of music? Um, They play medicine songs. So guitar, people have drums, and like other noisemakers. But it's a lot of singing, like with guitar. And the guy that leads them kind of uses the music as a way to shift the energy in the room and... I mean, he's so talented at reading what everybody needs in those moments and kind of just, I mean, literally just like you can feel the energy just going back and forth. And So we started, like, you know, before we even began drinking the first cup, we started by doing the blessings and calling in spirits and the prayers and having some meditation and then we started by playing music by kind of creating something together before leaving leaving the circle even though, I mean we were still sitting there but you know before kind of going starting our own journeys with it shaman leading it will kind of look at you and 
feel where you are and he'll pour you a cup, you know, small, medium, large. <laughs> um, and his, his ayahuasca tastes delicious, you know, each and every time, which I know is not necessarily the same experience. A lot of people think that it's bitter, they don't want to, they think it tastes like, tastes bad. His kind of tastes like chocolate in a weird way, like a, like a earthy milkshake or something. And so you take it and then you sit down and everyone in the circle has a cup and you play more music and oftentimes, even for me, like the first cup, like I didn't really feel and so he gave me some more. crazy is once it starts to work I, I wasn't scared by it that time I've done it since and I've had more frightening is probably a strong word I've had more intense on the frightening side of the scale experiences but I also think that that is necessary and good I'm not I'm not always a happy person I'm not always a person that benefits from you know, the light, you know, part of, part of who I am as a person is negative, and I also need to be okay with that, and, and strangely enough, a lot of what my experience with ayahuasca has been is a full balance of both, and understanding that it is such a beautiful experience, and such a beautiful medicine, but it, it has all of that in it too, and that that is also okay. Like reality. Yeah. can't just bypass all the darkness Mm -hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't try to explain it away either right because like I mean I grew up Catholic and Catholicism acknowledges that there is darkness within humans but it also says that that is the thing that we need to correct about ourselves that that is the thing that we should not incorporate into our being and that when it does kind of rear its ugly head 
Those are the moments where we need to go to confession and we need to repent for our sins. And I was really fascinated by not only like my personal experience with it, but also the way in which um, the shaman leading it sets it up, which is like, you know, like you have all of this inside of you and some things might come up that are less than pleasant for you. You need to remember that all you have to do is open your eyes. Some things might come up for you that are incredibly positive, but they're so overwhelming that you also don't want to handle it. All you have to do there is still just open your eyes. We become so afraid of feeling things, and we, we create, I mean, I have. I have become very afraid of feeling things, and I have created a lot of barriers between myself and the outside world in order to keep that under control. And this just kind of whew, just takes those barriers away and is like, this is this is what it actually is. And there's no point <laughs> in trying to make it something else. So you take the second cup and mm -hmm. what goes down? I went into like a pretty intense hallucination. It didn't start that way. How it started is I saw, felt, believed. It's kind of, it started kind of feeling like you're in that space between waking and dreaming where like you could potentially see something in your physical reality that part of you knows is not there. But it started, I saw a giant snake kind of just like coiled in the corner, just sleeping. It wasn't aggressive or like coming to attack me or kill me. And then I saw again. Eyes closed? I think open. I think we were singing still. And I the story started to present itself to me, but it wasn't like I was constructing a narrative, right? Like, I just, these things started happening. And sitting on the floor, there were all of these, like, white snakes that started to, like, enter my body through my skin, like, just underneath my skin. And they were going through my body, and they were eating up all of this blackness that was inside of me. They were really cleaning out like a lot of just tar for lack of better word it was just this really nasty black stuff and they were really focusing on my lungs and like my um, pelvis area and like I could feel them kind of going up the sides of my neck into my brain and cleaning out my brain and then they left my body as these black snakes and just disintegrated into the floor. Which was pretty cool. Because I was like, I felt lighter already. <laughs> I was like, you just, you just took the blackness out of me. And it was awesome.
I had had another experience actually with you when we were in Mercy Hot Springs and I had had craniosacral work done and I had, you know, before this like kind of two year, just like <laughs> fuck all depression that I had gone into, I had created like all these different characters that had served me so well through my life. Like I needed them, you know, but they were, they were they were such masks, like they were such creations of, that kept me really far away. I was I was able to experience things, and I had emotions. I mean, people will tell you I'm an emotional person, but I was I was really out of touch. And when I had this 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 work done in Mercy Hot Springs, I had these really crazy visions where I saw actually a, a nest of black swarming snakes covering up this golden egg kind of in my left hip and then on my right hip there was this kind of like bat-like creature that was also like a, a girl that had been like starved and emaciated like a child with this bat face and so then these black these snakes came and cleaned out my body they leave and then all of a sudden my my left hip opens And then I felt my left hip open up and like all of these selves just climbed out. It was this really, they weren't mad at me and I wasn't mad at them. There was an acknowledgement of in the moment who I was as a person being so thankful that they had been there for me and them being so thankful that where I was as a person could let them go to kind of do whatever they needed to do. I mean, it felt a little bit like releasing spirits back to the world, you know? Totally. And then, I don't know if this was that cup or not. I mean, we did this for hours. I mean, we started at like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night and we went until 7.30 the next morning. It's a long time. process with that relationship and I was being really stubborn and I didn't want to move on to the next part of it because I knew that moving on to the next part of it was eventually going to get me to where I am now which is it's over right and I was not ready for it to be over and I had this moment where like I just saw this person shrink down to this tiny little cartoon character of themselves almost and just get dropped into this river and just float away I was like, well, I guess I can't hold on to you anymore because (laughs) you're gone now. And I had no control over it. And it was just, I mean, I I still had some shit to deal with with it. But, 
In the moment when you're seeing the images, can you immediately intuit what they mean for you? And... Oh yeah, there was no, I mean, one of them was pretty abstract, but even that I was like, I know exactly what this is, right? And so like there was some like personal work that was happening, but then there was also this larger lesson of being connected to something that was like so much larger than myself. I mean, I have dealt with a pretty chaotic mind my entire life, where I am always way overthinking things. And, and part of that is because I've been really balancing an unsure sense of self in a world where, you know, I'm looking for a connection with people. I'm putting on a lot of costumes around who I am in order to engage, right? I'm very much seeking approval in a lot of ways and constantly like monitoring how well that's going for me. How much do people like me right now? Like how much, like do they think I'm interesting? How much do they think I'm cool? Like how much are the things that I'm doing, the things that I need to be doing in order to stay in these circles that are validating my existence as a human being? Because if I were to stop, I would find out that like I have nothing right now. And that, that is just where my mind has lived for like most of my life. I came from a family life where I had no no support really and like no sense of structure. Really what I had ever known was just that like someone that is close to you hurts you and like not in a menial way, in a really big I'm fucked up from this <laughs> way. And it it made me just so so, I don't know, whatever, it just made me scared, and it made me, it made me all sorts of, but this one visual that I had, which is really crazy, I kind of, this is harder to explain, but it was just like all black, and I, it was like all of these black line, circle lines, like swirling around each other as well, and I would kind of like zoom into one of them and it would be like, you know, black windows on this black circle line that would show me just like little vignettes of things happening everywhere, like not even my own life. And it was like all of these dots that were connecting into this really intricate pattern. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh my God, this is just it. Like this is the human experience. This is just how it goes is we're always constantly negotiating what's happening, but it doesn't matter because it already just makes sense. This is just how it is, and I mean, I I don't know how much before I felt very much like it was my sole responsibility to control my existence, and after I had a much deeper understanding that I am a, a spiritual person and that I I connect to something much deeper than my own ability to force my life into these certain areas and that I probably don't need to try as hard because some of this shit's just already taken care of and it was so relieving
Yeah, I'd say that's um, like classic attribute of a peak experience is a feeling like everything's connected, having some understanding of something greater. Yeah. And not classy in the way that it's trite, but that's what makes that shit so powerful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I mean, I think about when I've had it even in my life without that, right? As you know, I just recently started seeing somebody, and part of what is really overwhelming about it is there's a moment where when I was kissing him, I had this... It, it felt... It felt so connected. I also think that, like, I have been having more of those connected experiences post my first ceremony because I was reminded what that feels like. And I was also reminded not to be afraid of it, that it might not last forever, but that that is actually what I'm here for, is to, like, string together a life of those moments, like, real connections, not where my ego is happy and I feel really popular and pretty and whatever like it's not about feeling good in the moment in a way that's like shallow it's about really finding those moments where I feel really connected and I had lost the ability to do that for a long time but all the good stuff is. I've struggled with addictions of some kind off and on since I was like about 12. I've had a pretty complicated and complex relationship to food you know I am a smoker sometimes off and on like you know when I moved to California like I definitely developed an unhealthy relationship to alcohol probably for the first time in a serious way and those things can feel pretty they can feel pretty dark when you're going through them and like part of what is hard about it And part of how I get lost in those cycles is feeling like there's not a way out. I go very much into that mindset of like, well, fuck it. Here I am again. What does it matter? Like, I might as well just, I don't know, keep doing it, right? And, and like, I don't think that ayahuasca is the savior of it. I think that like it still takes a lot of personal will and mind and 
I have to be aware enough of what's happening in order to rely on calling it back. But I am kind of more readily able to just think about those experiences and be calmed by it. My body starts to like release some of the tension around it. I start to like more quickly access that self-empathy from, you know, my experience. And it's kind of, it's like I have a, a mother inside of me now, almost. And I'm not having to, like, convince myself so much. Because, you know, like, I mean, I'm in therapy and, like, everyone's always, like, starts with self-love. I never really knew what that meant until I started to experience it. But, you know, it's different when I'm having to convince myself to speak nicely to myself versus, like, sometimes what this is, is it's just, like, a really genuine, very, like, maternal care that I now have for myself around some of those really hard things. And the understanding that I don't need to be so afraid of losing everything I have because I'm not going to. so much more real that I don't have to fear so much like well what happens with that relationship when that person finds out that I'm doing this thing like what happens with my community when I act in a way that's not amazing right like I mean how, how close am I to the edge like I just don't feel that edge anymore I'm just kind of like well there's me part of me that like needs to kind of get a game plan together about getting out of some of those habits sometimes which are happening like much more quickly now right it's like okay I don't need to sit in this for years maybe it might take me a couple of months still like I don't need to go through this forever I can just like move through it more quickly and then there's the part of me that I think was either awakened or is literally the medicine living inside of my body still that is just it's like a helping hand in a certain way. It created, it created a, a, an extension of my foundation to be able to deal with this stuff.
hair is a part of our, our, our being as a human that really wants to be taken care of spiritually. And we continue in our society to find ways to shut that down. We say, it's just a drug. It's not anything more than that. Don't give it more than that. We commoditize every possible spiritual outlet that we can. And we deny ourselves the connection to our spiritual selves. This is direct access to, like, fucking Pachamama, right? This shit comes from roots in the, <laughs> in the ground, and it's, you know, it has to be brewed by people, and their energy gets put into it, and it's not, it's not made in, you know, a lab somewhere. Like, this is not... It's... It is more than that. It, it asks of you something that is innate to your, your, your being. You're more than just what you can see and hear. You are also what you can sense, right? As a human, you go through life constantly picking up cues from people that are not explicit. You know, you walk into a room and you can tell when two people have been fighting with each other because you can feel that energy. And this, this experience with ayahuasca is very much like that. It is showing you all of the things that you can't touch and you can't see, you can't taste. And it, it puts it into this context that if you're really willing to engage with it and let it show you some things, it's just really, it can be really powerful. Hello, stranger. Seems so good to see you. Direct access to Pancha Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, who doesn't want to? <laughs> yeah.